0: you are listening to the second seasoning of the carbon life pods conversations with the creative inspired outliers sprinkled with insights into their life which will help motivate you to follow your passion hopefully you've downloaded via fountain app and i highly recommend doing so as their value for value model sees that you the listener the podcast guest and also the content creator are rewarded for their time which at the end of the day is our most valuable asset you can get involved in real time and send a comment whilst listening Listen out for the boost signal during this episode. There are now three bounties up for grabs by listening to previous episodes of this season. By listening carefully, completing a simple task, the money is yours. Simple. So, whether you are working, exercising or relaxing, please enjoy this conversation and allow it to spice up your life.
1: All right, how you doing bro, you all right?
0: Yeah, all good, all good. So what are we doing? Are we doing this as like a dual dual recording, dual episode, dual pod?
2: I mean, that's what we wanted to ask you. Like, if you want, you're more than welcome on our show as well. Um, We can also find a date afterwards, you know, go maybe a bit more specific down your rabbit hole, Um, whatever works for you. Like, if you want to do this, we, we can also publish this one. We usually just focus more on like, the rabbit hole story people say and whatever they did um leading them up to discovering bitcoin and everything they did afterwards yeah so
0: choices up to yours or well, we could do, we could do a three-way three-way rabbit hole story
2: that's cool let's
0: that's go for that. it yeah uh, wicked so we're recording as, now as you can as you can see <laughs>
1: i've I've got uh, the Real Bedford representing today, and I can uh... see it. I can see
0: it, <laughs> and, I, I, and I know you're not a big fan of Ian, so yeah, know
1: I I just don't understand it, but hey, yeah, I'm, I'm representing today, Real. Mate, why is it Real? Why can't it just be Real, Real Bedford? What's going? On? What's the Real situation? Why? Why is dude. that? So like, like
0: Real, Real Madrid, dude. <laughs> so yeah. Homage to Real Madrid. <laughs>
1: Which mean, dude? Yeah, that Real Madrid, hurts, mate. Yeah, Real Madrid is a team, but why do we have to call us a Real Bedford? What is there like a relevance there to Real? What, why? Why is? It? What's, what's the Real? Explain to Pete, me, come on. Pete, I think Pete <laughs> just wanted to be different and pay
0: homage to one of the greatest teams in in history. So, yeah, in, in what,
1: in what <laughs> what Are you looking at that? Sure? I'm looking at the me. monitor up here, and I can see Joel's face is just like mm.
2: Jesus. <sighs> <laughs> the best team in, in championship his in Champions League history. And Ian goes like what's so special about that? <laughs> so embar- do you know what
1: you not know so embarrassing? I'm gonna tell you an embarrassing true story right now. So I've got this in Prague and I was talking to Peter McCormack um as I was paying for this. And uh I was like, Oh yeah, congratulations on winning the FA Cup. <laughs> so he started laughing. He started laughing as if I was cracking a joke, but I was like yeah. Maybe it wasn't the FA Cup because I've got no fucking <laughs> idea what cup he won. He'd be, he'd, think... he'd
0: be doing quite well if he won <laughs> they, that. They, yeah, yeah he they did be, their, yeah. their league, the league and cup double um, in their res- mm. retrospective league.
1: Yeah, because there's like different <laughs> rankings. Yeah, there's like what is it like different leagues and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. there's the Premiership, right, and there's the um that's it, Ch- champ- it. championship, Championship. League league yeah, I knew that league one. League two. Okay, and it goes down from there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think they they were in st- <laughs> ten. Joel was <laughs> just like temp tier and they've gone up. Ian right, is one, one a- of
2: the few Brits who doesn't get football. And it's just hilarious. <laughs>
0: but but he understands Bitcoin, which is a start, a massive start. Exactly,
1: like exactly. 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 <laughs> I've to understand Bitcoin. <laughs> but uh, uh, but, uh, but who might we might as well to... we might as well give up on our conversation because apparently Andrew Tate's got all the bloody Bitcoin So <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah, I couldn't believe that today. <laughs> so if they've got that wrong, imagine what everything else they're getting wrong with every 40. I know, <laughs> I know. Don't trust verify, right? Hmm. Well, I mean, yes. So that's that's yes. the new excuse. Forget boating accidents now, guys. Just say Andrew Tate's got all your bitcoin.
0: No my boating accidents.
1: So what are you saying, Coach? What's going on?
0: Uh, I'm all good, I'm all good. How about you guys?
1: Yeah. Whereabouts yeah. do you live in the UK? What what what, what part of the country I'm, are you?
0: I, I dox myself many a time, so I don't mind saying I'm I'm in Oxford.
1: Oh, Oxford. Just, okay, just, okay, just okay, west okay. of London. Yeah. Oxford is cool, man. I like Oxford.
0: You, you take it you've been before, yeah?
1: Yeah, not to the university, just out for the piss up um, a <laughs> yeah. few times in my in my youth. Okay. So yeah, a long, long time ago now.
2: So, so you've basically been to uni without submission.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> <laughs> I've crashed a few uni parties over my over oh. my time. Yeah, there's that's two
0: nice. there's two sides to the city. You've obviously got the uni and town, and, and then you've got the sorry the gown, and you've got the town side. So right, when right. people come, when people come and visit, they they are shocked at
1: the uh, cosmopolitan uh, <laughs> we have we have here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What have you been up to, Joelle? today? You you look like you're red in the face. You've been on the on the on the juice.
2: Dude, I've been, I've been burned. Like it's so fucking hot. Oh, oh can I swear on the podcast? Sorry, before I yeah, yeah. a lot of <laughs> It's too
1: fucking late. <laughs>
0: <That's>... <laughs> we'll put a disclaimer at the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck me for fuck's sake. Fuck fuckers. Um, <laughs> just whatever. We'll fuck Hi, and... My mum does listen to the fun. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry mum. Mum coach. Mom, every time, uh,
1: mum, every time Joel s- swears, um, I'm just going to try and attempt to do a beep to, <laughs> to hide the uh, obscene language. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we're that we're drops. We're that we're we're drops we're way good. too easily.
2: No, but um, <laughs> it's been very, very hot over here. So I'm in Switzerland right now, um, oh, yeah, I'm oh, going God. to like a few events and stuff. And like, I thought London was warm, but like, Jesus Christ, it just heated up today. And yeah, still, still feeling the heat.
1: <laughs> I can't bear the um muggy weather. Like the the humidity does does me in.
2: It's horrible. It's horrible. Mm.
0: Yeah, we had, so we had coach, a bit of a down, downpour this morning that cleared it, but um, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind the warm weather.
1: Yeah, I woke up to the rain. Uh, it stopped quite early, but it, like instantly, it just got all humid again. So, oh well.
0: So, so guys, before we lose the listeners and people think <laughs> yeah. we're three big, big yeah, three boring like... Bitcoiners, <laughs> shall, shall we get into the conversation? Who we are, what we're doing? It's, it's surreal yeah, it's... for me being with you guys because obviously I've seen you guys. Have your own show on youtube of listened to, to your podcasts, Seen your clips all over the show on social media and we have interacted on on, on twitter yes but yeah, yeah on a call you guys like oh i'm actually i'm actually with a rabbit hole story guys <laughs> <laughs> here we are oh thanks for uh, thanks for listening man
1: yeah no we, we appreciate every single listener so thank you for being part of that um journey with us it's a new ish journey so Joelle and i've been working hard at trying to sort of think hard about the content that we put out there and um i hope it's paying off because the feedback we seem to be getting joelle especially in over in park see prop i can't even speak over in park <laughs> seems to be quite positive um so yeah yes. i think yes. i think we're moving in the right direction yeah. i hope
2: yeah, and I always see um coaches posts about um all the matches Oxford are winning. Because like, I-, I know Ian is sitting with like a real Bedford shirt, but we also have to acknowledge the other Bitcoin team in the UK, right? <laughs> That's the second one as well.
0: <laughs> and you, you, yes. they,
2: they're doing quite well, right?
0: Yeah, Oxford City, they won promotion um from the National League South. So they're now in the National League, um, which is one below the Football League, Ian. <laughs> so you have the Premiership, Championship, League One, League Two, and then Oxford City with the League Below. Which used to be the the old conference, if you remember those days. <laughs> he probably <No>. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> listed, the national league is the old conference league. <laughs>
1: that's- okay, that's cool. And um, what I was going to say? Um, obviously, football is your your passion. Um, it is. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing its i am guessing i i guessing it has been passion um, most of your life. And um, how does that? How does that merge with, with Bitcoin? How How did that? all sort of come together for you so yeah
0: that is a a deep rabbit hole um which I don't mind going going into and the more I tell the story the more I remember things and things things start Mm. clicking and coming together And I think that's what happens with a lot of people's rabbit hole journeys they look back Mm. on their life and see oh that makes sense now that makes sense so um if I go back many a years and if I if I begin to ramble on um feel free to jump in with, with a question but, um, Mate, you've yeah. heard
1: you've heard our podcast. I'm I'm like the, the number one suspect for rambling, so please.
0: <laughs> so yeah, way, way back when I played football since I was probably six years old. Um, went through obviously the age groups. When I left school, I actually had a football apprenticeship or scholarship, as they called it, with Oxford United. So I spent three years playing football on a daily basis, um, with a bit of education on the side. Uh, end of the three years, didn't get a pro contract. Um, so I played semi-professional football, which means you're playing t- training twice a week, playing at the weekends, and also then mm. you can have a, a, another job. So I, uh, whilst I was playing semi-pro football, I um, did a carpentry apprenticeship. And I chose carpentry because I found myself as a, as a creative person, didn't want to be a bricklayer working with bricks and cold water. Um, electricians didn't really fancy me, but I thought, did a carpentry, working with wood, making things. I could do that. So did my apprenticeship alongside, but in the back of my mind, I was always going to be a professional footballer. Um, as time went on, that dream got further away. Still playing at an okay standard, but life happens. Um, had my son. Um then I got injured. That's what happened. I got injured just oh, as nice. I was coming to the end of my my apprenticeship with um in construction and the company I work for I'm always, I would always be grateful for them. The, um, the, my line manager said, oh because you can't do any work because your knees messed up I was on crutches. he mm-hmm. said why don't you come into the office and do some um, paperwork just, to, just just so you can get some and some money and it keeps you going that's fair enough. So that was I was out for about three months. Um, mm-hmm. so off the tools in the office started to understand how the other side of the, the company works mm-hmm. and then now that I got better fit on my knee had the operation on my knee. My line manager said, "Well, all the paperwork you were doing for the jobs that um are now on site, why don't you go and manage them?" So I was working as a as a working foreman. Again, they put me through the next step of college. I did the HNC, HND in construction, and, and then the yes. management courses courses. But for me, it was like they were I was being pushed in that direction of management. Um, mm, and mm. Like, to be fair, what comes with it, you get the the accolade, the the titles, and the money. But also, then you have the responsibility. So, the higher I got up in the in the in the company, the more responsibility I had. And I found that I was taken away from the hands-on stuff on site and doing more of the paperwork, health and safety. And the more I did it, the more I thought, "This isn't me. I wasn't meant to do this. I'm meant to be a mm, professional right. footballer. And if I'm mm. not a footballer, I'm going to create something." And it took all that 2005 to about eight years i thinking I need to get out of here, but mm-hmm. I didn't have oh. a plan and didn't know what didn't know what to do. But I kept saying I'm, I'm going to find something, I'm going to find something. Yeah. And 2012, I got married. There was a lot going on. Had a, an illness or a hospital scare where it really took took me back. And thought I had. I thought to myself, I need to change something. Um, I actually went away on my honeymoon, and in my mind, I had a week that I was going to find a job and do something different. Didn't quite happen. Mm. Uh, but I look mm. back and think that was a pivotal moment because I started designing T-shirts, again, the creative side. And okay. I, taught my, I taught myself out of out of the doing my design. I had the designs. I, I went to um, a few schools and did a few um, focus groups. And I taught myself out of it because a friend of mine was doing it as well. And he'd already started to make them and sell them. I thought, oh no, someone's already doing it. Forget it. I'll just carry on with what I'm doing. Mm. Um, then it get to around... 2018 and this is for me a real pivotal moment and i'll have to go forward and come back so 2018 i'm fully in this fiat world um i'm mm. project managing sites i'm just not playing football anymore i've put on loads of weight and around that time i've gone to a party a dress um uh, masquerade party so everyone's wearing masks and someone oh, i don't I, know but <laughs> yes. someone i don't know very well but a fam- family friend come up to me pat my belly he said what happened to you mate? you used to be slim." Oh, no. And I've looked and i thought, do you know what, he's right. And I thought, oh, I mate. need to start, start making a change. And around that time, my wife had um, got, got into health and wellness, as in she was taking some products. And this is a point I want to bring up because it's pivotal to my story. And, and somebody yeah. in the Bitcoin space mentioned it the other day and kind of asked a question like, how do you, I'm not quite sure what you're doing or I don't like what you're doing kind of questioned it. And I said, there's a great explanation. I mentioned it on other podcasts. So my wife got into network marketing, distributing nutritional products, but she didn't start distributing straight away. She got in, got a result. And I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to try it. And so if I go back to 2012, the same products and the same market, network market opportunities, a good friend of mine offered, and I dismissed it straight away. So now mm-hmm. fast forward six years, my wife's doing it. She's doing well. I'm taking the products. I'm doing well. Then I look at the market opportunity, the network market opportunity, and it makes sense to me. And because I dismissed it before, I thought I, thought, I can't dismiss it again. I'm going to run with it and see what happens. And
1: mm.
0: when I liken this into Bitcoin, there's certain things that I understood that when Bitcoin came along, it made sense to me. So that was 2018. I'm doing doing the network marketing. And at that point, I'm on site, a project manager. My site manager is brings his gaming chair in, his gaming GPU. He's mining Bitcoin in the office. He asked me to bring uh, it in. Nice. I went, yeah. I said, yeah, that's fine. Um, but didn't really question it. And I remember seeing something in the news about people going to cold climates and mining Bitcoin. So I said one day, oh, what's this mining? And he laughed at right. me. And so did the, la- the laborer. And they went, oh, it's not actually mining, mate. And I just went, oh, whatever. <laughs> and so why, so why I'm so passionate about Bitcoin and talking to talking to people now is because two things should have happened. I should have been more inquisitive and not been so proud and said, Do you know what? You've had your laugh at a joke. What is mining? But then equally I feel he should have said, Do you know what, Jay, come and sit down. I'll explain what mining is. But anyway, that that was a touch point that didn't go any further. Two years later, um, I'm in Amsterdam with my son, I'm taking him for work experience. I want him to show I want to show him a different avenue that you can go down for work experience my cousin lives out there he works for an international sports brand so you're going to go to amsterdam mate and whilst we're in amsterdam i'm deep into health and wellness I'm, take, I'm doing my my personal training courses i'm going to spend a week here working on my business um as we land we get all the notifications about there's something going wrong something in the air this is march uh yeah march 2020 mm-hmm. there's something going on we're, we're at the airport we're seeing all these people wearing masks we do the week, um, the work he was meant to do, he doesn't isn't quite able to do because in Amsterdam they start locking things down, the office is closed, they've got to do remote work. So he didn't get the full experience, but to be fair it was better because he got to see a different side of Amsterdam. We've gone to yeah. local gyms and stuff. Um, then we come back to the UK, everything shut down. The business model that I had, that was gonna, in my mind, take me out of construction, we work on the social side. So we're meeting people face to face, we're going to events, we're doing um, gym sessions. That's all out the window, and I'm looking, thinking, mm. I'm stuck in. I'm stuck in this industry. There's no way out. So, March, April, May, June, July, lockdowns in full effect. But key workers, who decides who key workers? Are? And you're going know, back to the the. It doesn't make sense. The world's like a clown world because mm. we're still working in construction. We're still working close to people, but we've got to initiate the two meter rule. And for me, my role as the project manager was making sure everyone adhered to the rules that I knew didn't make sense. And I was like, I can't do this for much longer. Um, Then lo and behold, uh, redundancies come along. So everyone's panicking and I'm smiling. (laughs) And everyone's like, what are you smiling for? And I'm thinking, it's an opportunity here. So Mm -hmm. August 2020, take redundancy from work. I'm full on in this, this health and wellness mission, making the world a better place, one person at a time. And a pivotal moment happened my first week off work. I'm walking to the gym. It's boiling hot. I'm marching. Mm. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm thinking, slow down. Why are you rushing for? There's no, there's no rush. Mm. And I just right. stood in the middle, down the bypass. On the, I, I still do the walk every day now. And I just looked up to the sky and just took a deep breath. Mm. And I thought, just, just slow down. And I tell people that moment. That was my moment of clarity. And then at this point, I'm, re- I'm, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, I'm, I'm reading a lot of books, um, just personal development books. And mm-hmm. three months into my time off, a friend of mine says in the group chat, who wants to speak about crypto? Now this mm-hmm. same group chat, now eight years ago, somebody said "Who wants to speak about network marketing and I dismissed it. Now I'm deep in network marketing and someone says, do you wanna speak about crypto? And I'm like, I know when I mis- dismissed an opportunity before, I'm not making the same mistake. So mm-hmm. I my friend privately really said, let's talk about it. And he, the first thing he said to me was, do your own research. So I did a month, a deep dive. And because I've got the time, no one ever lie, eight to 10 hours a day, if not more, podcasts, um, YouTube, reading. And uh, also someone said to, mentioned a film to me called Zeitgeist. And so mm-hmm. a, month di- mm-hmm. a month deep Britain. dive of, of Bitcoin and watching Zeitgeist, my mind was just blown. I was like, <laughs> Bitcoin, this is it. And so at the mm. end of the month, I'm thinking, why did you wait so long? You should have, should have gone <laughs> head in <for laughs> right at the start, but obviously doing my due diligence, doing my research. Um, and so linking it all then back to network marketing and Bitcoin. My journey, people say, oh, Bitcoin, it's, um, it's a Ponzi scheme, it's a scam. People said that about network marketing. But I've met people in the space, both spaces, who have gone out of their way to help me out. I've done similar for other people. I've passed it on, and I understood how networks work. And so, when people were giving me fud about Bitcoin, I was like, I under- "I've had this before. I'm conditioned to this. If they're giving me yeah. fud, what's the reason for it? Let me do my own research. Let me do my due diligence. Let me see what the proof of work is with when people that have that have been in the space for longer than me." And so, for me, it was a no-brainer. Uh, but what I think what I did wrong, or what I've learned not to do now, is I've had all these hours of education. The world's, ter- the world's a terrible place. We need to fix the money, fix the world. I'm going to spam all my friends and family with all these videos. I'm going to send them the three-part <laughs> the three um, series from Robert Breedlove, Masters the Slaves of Money. I'm going to send them every single tweet that I see, link to a link to a video. They're going to watch it, but they didn't. And all they're thinking is, this guy was uh, crazy on network marketing. He's left his job. Now he's into Bitcoin. He's lost the plot. And I fully appreciate and understand where they're coming from. But for me, it's like, no, no, I've 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 done my work, I've, I've done my my research, I've done my due diligence. This this is it for me. And so fast fast for girl, you're gonna ask a question, Joel.
2: No, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll let uh, you finish.
0: So from that year 2020, I've joined in learning groups, I'm connecting with people, and then uh, I interact with Daniel Prince because I listen to Once Bitten religiously. Um, and again, being in the space thinking, I want to do something. I reached out to him, said, I want to be on your show. <laughs> so I was on Daniel Prince's show once again, just a bit just as a phleb. Um But whilst doing that, we were part of a learning <laughs> group that used to meet every week on Zoom, 10 of us all from around the world. One week in 2021, early 2021, we have a surprise caller or surprise visit, um, guest on the call. It's, it's John Vallis. So what I tell people, <laughs> His oh, story nice. outside of the space, they're like, who? But for me, it's like gosh. <laughs> so at this time, I'm I'm actively looking for a Bitcoin job. But I'm not a developer, not an engineer. I don't I can't do any of that stuff. So we introduce ourselves to John. What do you do? What are you looking to do? I was like, I say that to John. I said, I, I can't find what I what what I can offer. And he says, Well, why don't you provide value in your community? And it was that moment the penny dropped. It's like football. I love football, and I'm passionate football. I can see the crossover. So you're talking about doing your own research, which is your training, fighting the FUD, self-belief, proof of work, your end product, Mm -hmm. what can you produce after doing your training? And it's like, this is it. So that night, didn't sleep, Bitcoin Ballers was made, Instagram page was made, and I thought, I'm just going to give loads of stuff away. So I'm giving sats away, giving prizes away. I literally cannot give the stuff away because people don't understand what Bitcoin is. So my journey has been, how can people understand Bitcoin linking it with football um hosting competitions i did online competitions got my son involved he's a much better footballer than i'll ever be or or ever was so i was getting him to do the skills getting him to show people how i could relate bitcoin to, to football and then fast forward what two years i've hosted two football competitions i've entered Girls, that's boys, weird. men's that's men's weird. teams and six sides. We've won trophies. <laughs> the last one, unfortunately, Saturday just gone. We lost to the semifinals and it's a cup we won the year before. I was hoping to win it, but you can't win everything. <laughs> mate, that, that no, I, I, that's that's my rabbit hole story in a nutshell. <laughs> Major team listening. I'm so-
2: <laughs> no, we're still at the team I'm supporting. Like, we're famous for bottling the league. We also have done it this season. So, like, I don't take any hard feelings of people losing losing way down the finish line. So, um... you're an
0: Arsenal fan, are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Oh, nice. 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 <laughs> nice. That's what I know about say.
1: Arsenal. You guys haven't done too well lately. Is that right? Well,
0: we've done better. Am
1: enough. I, am I, am I annoying we? everyone now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some people will argue that if the if we were offered second place at the start of the season, we would take it. But oh, yeah, 100%. For me, for me it's the, the way we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, speaking
2: about proof of work, they really, like, I was at that Brighton game, that home game where they lost 3-0. And, like, I'm usually a dead-on guy. I, I sailed till the last, basically till the, the whistle. I'll wait for people to clear the stadium. And at this point, I've been with my brother. We've been in the family section. And I was like, you know what? They played so unbelievably bad. I'm not really the guy, but I'm like, maybe I'll just go and leave now. Because it was that that desperate. Like, you had basically the chance to win the league. After God knows how many years, that you don't you don't actually put in the proof of work, right? You don't do you don't do the the last finishing touches. You don't tackle hard enough, and all of these things. Without sounding like a weird football coach or, or, or one of the sixty-seven million different football coaches in the UK, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but your story is interesting because essentially it all surrounded um, proof of work in many different ways. You know, getting mm. the injury, getting back into shape um realizing that you still need to learn on on stuff like whether that be bitcoin whether that be the the whole fitness thing um and actually sticking with it and at the end of the year if you do everything right you actually get to a point where um you get rewarded for it
0: Mm. and sorry just on that point twofold so with the network marketing and with bitcoin um bitcoin can go to zero network marketing could fail but yeah. nobody can nobody can argue and dismiss that I've become a better person physically, mentally, and that I've helped yeah. people around me. So th- the proof of work, the, the person that you become by exercising certain disciplines, and mm-hmm. there are certain rules that you have to abide by. If, you, if you're a shit-coiner in a Bitcoin space, you'll soon get found out and, and, and ostracized. So there is mm-hmm. a conformity, but you're working. You are working to be a good model in the environment, a good agent because if you're a bad age, you'll soon yeah. get found out yeah
2: yeah and I guess just the whole thing like I have to sort of my friends who are bankers or work in like wealth management and funnily enough two of them work at Credit Suisse and I always told them ever since 2018 like you guys are going down because like the, the writings have been on the wall <laughs> fair enough in my job like I did a lot of covering of this particularly of that company um and I remember them saying like, oh, we could go to zero. And I went, yeah, so can your company, your work. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like a rich guy buying everything up, shorting the market. I don't know if you're in production, you, your, your product is not good anymore and no one mm. buys it. Like this is the same danger to to basically every industry. Um, but it's, it's, it's very interesting that people are that, um, I wouldn't say offensive, but like that protective of thinking Bitcoin has to go to zero. When in fact it's proven, God knows how many times that it doesn't die; it gets yeah. stronger every time.
1: Well, and that's just a I fundamental misunderstanding of what Bitcoin is at the end of the day, mm. isn't it? They haven't done mm. their proof of work; they haven't done their research to fully understand it. They're just echoing like what they've heard uh, or read in the New York Times, or I remember well, news or Sky News. Mark... Well, Sky <laughs> News. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we were talking to Marco, weren't we, uh, Joel? And um, yeah, about about. Um, about all that and uh yeah it's 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 like well, even the professors were just taking mm-hmm. a lot of their um insight into legacy media articles um rather than actually doing the actual academia that they're actually meant to be doing in the first place so it's no surprise that people just echoing stuff that they've heard because they they fail to understand the fundamentals of bitcoin
2: and even, even coming from the media side of things, even people working in media, and I'm not like bashing like mainstream media or whatever you want to call it, but you really live in an even more elevated echo chamber, meaning you often don't have to fact check. Because like, guess what? If you work for the New York Times, you've got fact checkers, you've got uh, research uh, fellows who do all the work for you. All of mm. this that you do is basically have a very obnoxious Twitter profile. And you actually shout out what you do, which then results in mistakes, like you see with the Sky News thing now, where they where they argue that um, Andrew Tate has twenty all of the twenty one billion Bitcoin. Where he's got more well. than apparently he's <laughs>
1: got more than yeah more than, than twenty one yeah, million. Whatever it is. Yeah. And then did like, the math equated
0: maybe, it to four hundred yeah, million. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe he's
2: a big like BSV holder or something. I mean, they have a bit more maybe. than twenty one million. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Maybe, <laughs> but but just on that note, guys. So. We're talking about people misunderstanding it or not doing their, their due diligence or proof of work. A couple of things, it's time and incentives. Mm. So mm. often you're not incentivized to, to understand it because you're doing well or you're, you're paid off in the in the fiat world. But also, I appreciate not everyone has the time to go, yep. not even, a, not even yep. a deep dive, but just to read the, the Bitcoin stand or to watch it at, yep. an hour YouTube video at the end of a working yep. day. And yep. I appreciate when I When I send friends and family clips, I'm like, are they really going to take the time to to sit and watch mm-hmm, that? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they are. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's true. It's not like you read a book and then you suddenly know what what's all about. It really has all of these different avenues. So if you think about energy, if you think about you know monetary policy, or even if you go down the most mundane things like how do uh, remittance payments work for example and how can the lightning network work like all of these things these are just three basic things I've mentioned this is such yeah. a huge thing that I think mm. we'll probably never have the time in all of our lifetimes to really get down to the bottom of this because it just keeps changing all the time right
0: yeah I'm interested to know your guys rabbit hole store because some of the stuff you mentioned there you're talking about um, monetary systems you're talking about proof of work lightning network these things two or three years ago I had no idea about and now not to say I understand it fully but there's so Mm. much information that I understand about finance about how inflation works what inflation is that I was never incentivized to find out always knew that it was there but I was just Mm. like most of us just on the the hamster wheel going around thinking I need to keep up I need to save as much as I can because if things are going up in, in price we're not really understanding why so with understanding bitcoin because comes knowledge for life so yeah for you guys how did how did you find how did how was your journey
1: uh, for me i mean your, your rabbit hole story touched me because it resonated <laughs> with me in many aspects in the sense that, um, what I got from your rabbit hole story was a sense of um, resilience and perseverance, and trying to sort of achieve something, and then being knocked down, whether it be through an incident, an accident, or a life changing event, where you had to sort of just sort of go with the flow and just sort of um, deal uh, do the thing that you've 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 been dealt with at the time, and and try and make the best of it. Um, and, and that resonates quite strongly with me in the sense that I spent quite a long time in my in my adult life doing the job that I didn't really want to be a part of uh, with uh, the morals and ethics of things that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I had to really just sort of like hunker down, try and do the best I can, um, obviously to pay the mortgage and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was only at a time of my life where uh, my marriage um, fell apart and I was going through a divorce. It was all very... Dramatic and traumatic um for everyone on all sides. And it, it came to a point where I had to really recalibrate my life. And I, I decided that I what I wanted to do is simplify my life as much as possible because I, I for some reason overcomplicated my life over the years. Um unnecessarily so. Um so I wanted to try and sort of just Um, get a sense of calm and slow down like you did and it was in that moment where I was being quite reflective on my life looking back in the past and just you know just churning things over and I remembered um, being in the college course I did uh, two or three evenings a week depending on what term I was in uh, trying to become a qualified electrician for no reason other than I wanted something to fall back on in case I really had enough of my career at the time and I needed something under my belt in my back pocket so I can fall onto it if if I need to. So I started doing this course And the tutor was obsessed at the time of all these cryptocurrencies that were coming out. And one of them being Ripple and a few others. Um, And it was just basically penny um, stocks, essentially. And he was throwing money at it, saying that we need to get involved in it. In fact, he was speaking more about the cryptocurrencies than he was actually teaching us the electrician's course. He used to actually give us basically printout of of all all the information and told us to go home and read it in our own time. (laughs) Um, but I was remembering that because he's quite a funny guy. And I was like, oh, I wonder how he's done with 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 money. Because I was in, in a position where I was like thinking, I'm going to leave my career. Um, I need this amount of money. I need to obviously pay child maintenance and things like that. And and think about my finances long term now that we've settled our financial situation through the divorce. And then I, I thought, oh, maybe I can make a bit of money with crypto. So I went on to, um, I think, Coinbase. Um and I was like, okay, i throw a bit of money on here, a bit of money there. And I just threw money at the top um five or so cryptocurrencies, not knowing what I was actually throwing my money towards at all. Just other than it was just a punt. You know, it's it essentially a gambling thing, you know, see which one is going to respond more to my investment than the others, and then maybe reassess after a couple of weeks and try again and all that sort of stuff. And um, it was only when really COVID hit hard, actually, um, I was actually doing uh, bit more research because i had more time on my hands and it was in that research like you coach the uh, watching the youtube videos reading articles and things like that was when the penny start started to drop and i was reading the bitcoin standard on my way over to las vegas to visit my my wife's um family and uh i read quite a bit of that book on that long flight and I thought, ah, okay, Bitcoin is different. And that's when I just decided when I got off the plane, I was just going to transfer all my crypto shit and into Bitcoin. And as soon as I landed and I got some Wi Fi, that's what I did. And I haven't looked back ever since.
0: Uh, that moment of clarity when you realize it's the orange pill, it's, uh, it's Bitcoin. It was, like, only. it was one of those moments, wait, <laughs> is this too
1: good to be true? Am I being sold a scam? <laughs> you know, and it was, I had to really sort of double check and verify what it is I understood of it. And so I, I started to sort of like, do other little bits of research here and there just to double check. And um, yeah, that's that's how we ended up down this rabbit hole.
0: It's yes. for going back to that, oh like Bitcoin's the only one. People argue, yeah, this coin does that, their coins better, it's gonna be the next one. Again, from my background, understand how networks work. I would argue, well, mm. Bitcoin already has has the established network. You can't replicate what Bitcoin's done. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me, what is your use case? And I really struggled because I'm going to, a quote that I mentioned on my podcast quite a lot, and I use it all the time, and it's helped me in so many situations. Uh, it, I'm going to attribute it to Russell Brand. Um, it's the call The Cat Cannot dismiss the Internet. Are you guys aware mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for those listening, Russell Brand has a cat. He interacts with it. He feeds the cat, gives it water. The cat goes off during the day. The cat comes back when Russell Brand's on the laptop. The cat has no idea what he's doing, but the cat cannot say the internet doesn't exist, so the cat can't yep. dismiss it. So when I speak with people and they have their opinion, their 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 opinion is valid because it's their experience. But then equally, when I'm talking from my experience, they can't dismiss things I say, things I do. They can have their opinion, but they can't dismiss my my take on life. So that that thinking in my mind, I let them talk about their altcoins, but yep. to this day. Normal almost three years in the space, they've been proven wrong time and time again. You have people chat out, Corey, um, Swan. He's mm. called them out time and time again. And you look at the, the roll call of all the shit that and the exchanges that have gone in the last year and a half. But people said at the start, this is not right. This is a scam. And you have people defending them thinking, well, what, what are you seeing that I can't see? And I, I, I'm begging them to show me, but I can't see mm. it. did you hear that that was your reminder to send a comment and boost this episode thank you enjoy the rest of the show yeah so we're (laughs) back in the room after a short break Joelle, do you want to dive into your rabbit hole story
2: yeah um i i guess i've been very fortunate in a sense that um i've never really had any you know misery like a um a life-changing event or you know sort of um, even the lockdown things i was always quite fortunate that i was able to work through them but i discovered bitcoin essentially in two ways first time was in 2011 when i was just basically gifted about 300 pounds worth of bitcoin by a friend because i wanted to buy a plane ticket from switzerland to london because i was 15 at the time i wanted to go to the occupy wall street protests and I knew in my mind, my, my parents would never, ever allow this to happen. <laughs> so, like, I needed to find a way to buy it illegally um, or semi-illegally, let's call it this way. Um, so he was just showing me how to set up a wallet. Basically, I gave him cash. He gave me the Bitcoin. He showed me how to buy a flat with it through, like, a another third seller or whatever, who um, was basically exchanging Bitcoin for coupons. And um, yeah, forgot about it for two years. And then in 2013, I was in a real pinch because I used to play um, professionally or amateurly golf and then wanted to become a professional. And I had to pay a friend of mine in South Africa for a service that I took with him. And I I did not want to use PayPal. I didn't want to use Western Union. So I had to find for a solution to pay him. And then sort of in the back of my head, I was like, hey, I used this weird thing called Bitcoin a few years back um, maybe I could find more about it, like what was happening with ever since. Went on Google, found the Guardian article that basically explained Silk Road. And <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> shocked. I was like, oh, shit, that's not really something I want to be involved with. But um, yeah, sort of got over it, used it for a couple of years. And then essentially in 2017, I'd say 2016, 2017, I really got more serious because I was sort of noticing the block size wars, you know, uh, Bitcoin cash came out back then. If you had Bitcoin, you could sort of, I wouldn't say redeem it for Bitcoin cash, but like you could get a stack of cash and you could then sell it. And like all of these weird things and just got more interested in it. Um, And I always wanted to be next to trying to be a professional golf. I wanted to become some form of a journalist or reporter. So I learned that next to having the golf career. Um, but that, in the end, just didn't really pay out for me because that wasn't really the life I wanted to live. Um, and sort of that got me into the role of freelance writing. Um, and inevitably, because I got interested in Bitcoin, let me down the finance world. Um, so I've got a lot of like finance clients these days where I write about what's going on in the markets. And I really get the best of both worlds because I see it through, obviously, a Bitcoin lens. But um, I also see it through whatever is basically going on with um <laughs> with the fiat world. And it's not pretty if you if you sort of get the inside scoop. Um, but yeah, I was just I guess right place, right time, had a good friend who introduced me and was able to really use it as a currency if you want to say so, or as a medium of exchange, um, for a couple of years be- before actually, you know, hearing what is Austrian economics, um, or all of these things you kind of associate these days with Bitcoin. Um, And I always look at it from the premise of it's probably the purest form of democracy and please don't eye roll for all the listeners and watchers (laughs) on YouTube Um, because it really is the fairest way for everyone in the network to participate. So that's really something I was intrigued in back when I still did the the journey work. Like I used to do, you know, um, uh, how unfair it is that like, I don't know, X, Y, and Z is basically gaining an advantage at the next votes or polls, whatever, and sort of try to uncover how the tech industry is helping and all of these things. Um, and it just inevitably let me down to Bitcoin. So that was, um, that was quite fortunate from my end. Um, and it's cool to see these days because I sort of get to speak to everyone. Um, that's very open in, in the Bitcoin landscape, generally, that you can just approach people via DM, set up a quick chat. Um, and really get down get down to the bottom of what's going on we're, we're nowhere near of understanding what it is but, um, you know it, it's cool to be active and sort of really be part of that um, movement if you want to say so because it's like you said coach if it doesn't pay out you know it's at least you made friends along the way definitely, <laughs> I bet definitely. I, I bet big time um, we're on the right path
0: <laughs> so being like a an OG in the space then Joelle how, how have you found it so you could mention the block size wars for me yes. and and ian reading about it hearing about it obviously the community was a lot smaller then there probably wasn't mm-hmm. as much um information out there was it a, a lonely journey um i, I would
2: say semi-lonely because i was more involved in you know sort of my journal work so i used to um I used to sound smart on Twitter and trying to debate with people (laughs) just realizing that everyone sort of is in there to to have a laugh for a good time. Um, And if I remember correctly, I was not as involved in the Bitcoin community as I am these days, especially on social. Um, But I remember, you know, reading like um, Medium was quite big then. So like Knut Swanholm, for example, published quite a lengthy article in, I think Hacker Noon it was, where he told us how to basically convert your Bitcoin cash to like bitcoin or sell it or whatever so there was a lot of like hey if you want to find out how this work go to this place or, or sort of go over there so you really had to find your way and there was literally no literature like i had to read the bitcoin talk forum to sometimes understand how things work um i still have my old profile up somewhere i need to find the uh, I need to find the login details where you ask, like, how to create a wallet? How do you back up these things? So you just had to basically find your way through. And it's not that it was lonely, but obviously, um, I think it was a bit more um, trust involved in a sense that you really had to trust that whatever Mm -hmm. you're reading is right, um, that no one on the other end is like trying to scam you. And especially in the block size wars, it was really the first time where you had a stress test on the whole Bitcoin landscape. And at one point, I had no idea if this thing survives. So I'm being honest. Like I was sitting there thinking, like, we're debating about something one megabyte big, you know, that's so small in, like, the, the tech landscape. Like, my iPhone has more capability than this easily, right? Um, And then you sort of get into that headspace, like, oh, you know, miners could lose their, their livelihoods if, like, this or that happens. And... So it was um it was just quite a stressful time and I remember often locking off social like at one point I even deactivated social, um just because you did not want to be involved in it and it's gotten much better in my opinion these days. Others would say it didn't, but like if you think the toxic maxis are toxic these days, you should have really seen back in the days <laughs> where um uh, there was really still this um this cyberpunk thing in the air where people were encouraged to, you know, bind on KYC, um, do all the things right, like protect your privacy um, and you really got attacked if you didn't or if you asked a stupid question and in their heads a stupid question. I think no questions are stupid to ask. Um, So, yeah, that was that was quite interesting, but I'm glad that we like are on NOSTA or Twitter or any of these platforms these days just just because it's still a bubble we're still living in fairly a small ecosystem but it's it's nice to sort of have a little bit of peace of mind and sort of get to read one book to understand and not trying to figure out seven or eight different medium articles and sort of finding your way through it all
0: yeah you mentioned about the bubble um, i've had several conversations about this yeah. and obviously talking with you guys names you've mentioned i think in the Bitcoin space, you're probably like one or two degrees of separation, rather than six degrees in in normal world from from somebody. Um, yeah. I had a conversation with, Dan, with Daniel Daniel being in an echo chamber, and his response was, "Well, well, in his echo chamber, the echoes make sense." So <laughs> I always I always laugh when I think about that. So yeah, in the in the Bitcoin space, as we call it, in the Twitter sphere, there are um, conversations that people have that they don't always agree on, but generally there is a consensus of what Bitcoin. Mm-hmm is and what it what you can achieve and so totally. coming out of that coming out of that echo chamber as we call it and going into the into the real world or fiat world cloud world whatever you want to call it yeah, always pushback back or misunderstanding. so i want to address the elephant in the room satoshi <laughs> so i can give people as much explanation detail as i want and they can come back with yeah but who's satoshi or mm. i think satoshi is this person and i love that and then it then goes to the belief system. We say don't trust verify, but we can't mm. verify who, who Satoshi is. So that we have we have a belief in a, a monetary system or technology that we don't know who the creator is, who they are, or who it is, or what they are. And that's what I, I love about what Bitcoin is because there isn't no, what about you talk about the attack vector, but I've done this many times and I could do it again, liken Bitcoin to a religion and it's mm-hmm. the belief system the understanding the consensus that people have anyone can can join it and understand it and you don't have to be the same creed the same color young old there is a a place for you within the community if you have if you share the, the same beliefs
1: It reminds me of um, something, yeah, Kanet was talking about when he was on our on our podcast, and um, he was like essentially saying things that you are your are Bitcoin, and he went into a great depth about how 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 that is, but also in in essence, like every everyone loves a, a mystery, right? And mm-hmm. there is a, there is there is a mystery around you know Satoshi Nakamoto, this synonymous um, programmer who's gifted Bitcoin to the world, and you know when you when you actually say it out loud to people, it almost seems a little <laughs> bit sort of surreal and almost like yeah right whatever um, a bit, a bit but, wishy-washy isn't it <laughs> yeah um but really if you if you really think about it you know they they whoever they were uh man woman group Joel, i know you feel quite strongly that they were a group and i'm, I'm leaning towards that as well because i don't think one person alone could could to, could do all that um on on their own without some support and um, assistance with all that um so i think It was obviously a a deliberate thing, and it was gifted to the world. And the only way that it could could ever really work is for them to stay anonymous, Um, because if they're associated in any way to um, their identities or identity, then that will um, potentially um, shift the um, people that decide to adopt it. Whereas if that mystery remains out there, it is for everyone. We we are not we're not sort of attaching an identity to this this thing. Mm-hmm. Um it and and it's almost um what, what did Knut say Joel? He said it's a it's uh, Bitcoin is a discovery, not yeah. an invention. Um so yeah, because all, think... all,
0: all the elements were there and somebody or something or someone brought them together. So absolutely we yeah. we, we mentioned he, she, they what I like. Um, we talk about immaculate conception. What about the process or thought process of or actually alien technology or the one I like, being a Terminator fan, the Kyle Reese theory, <laughs> someone that's come back in time, seen the future. and will let me let me give the past with this technology that's gonna save the world.
2: <laughs> I think and- at the at the end of the day, for me, it, it's very simple. Um the 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 in, invention or discovery or whatever you want to call it, Bitcoin, yes. it really was one person like hats off because that person is is brilliant (laughs) and that that takes so much different things and not just from let's call it a policy a monetary policy sorry standpoint but also technically speaking like you know solving the double spend problem coming Mm. up with a a fair system in mining combining it with proof of work all of these things like that, that takes guts that takes experience so Um, I think I read that once in a report, you're either looking at someone at the time of Bitcoin being released between the 60s and 70s, meaning Mm -hmm. the person could still be alive, but it would also have a lot of experience or what's probably more likely is a group where sort of everyone with the experience comes together. But I think at the end of the day, the, the, the protocol, that's the beauty, it really doesn't care. We, we, we've seen it with the block size wars. We've seen it with stuff like ordinals now. And um, we've seen it. Um, oh, yeah, I remember the uh, the SegWit debate, like, should we SegWit? Should we stay legacy and all of these things? Um, all of that proved that it made uh, Bitcoin inevitably stronger. And also all of these collapses, FTX, Celsius, BlockFi, whatever you want to call it, um, it didn't change anything with the protocol. So even if Satoshi came back, dumped all of his um, Bitcoin, someone's going to scoop it up at the end of the yeah. day. It would be a dip in, in terms of fiat price, obviously, because we, we still need to price it somehow to know how much sat we can get. But I don't think it has that much of an impact as, as um, the outside world makes it to be. But obviously, like, you know, if you say... I have this magic internet money thing, and um, there's a guy or a girl or someone, something online that invented it and just gifted it to us. (laughs) Um, The the, the first thing that comes to your head is like, there's nothing as good as a free lunch. So like, why should people Mm. gift you this? But I truly believe that Satoshi did this in all honesty, um, because he was either bored, which he sort of represented in his um, Bitcoin talks um, posts, Or because you truly felt like that's how far I wanted to push it, and now it's it's up to the software, essentially, um, and to the code to really show if it could survive. And yeah, guess what? It did when he left in 2011. So yeah, it it would be interesting to meet the person that definitely put it out there. Um, And I I think I'm going to put out this tweet every January 3rd going forward now just imagine the moment in 09 whoever it was if it was a group or someone like having to actually hit enter on your keyboard <laughs> to send that software out there maybe knowing that it will change the world that's that's yeah. that's quite mental if if you're sitting at that laptop desktop i don't know maybe he did it on his phone i don't know and you just hit enter and, and it goes <laughs> out um that must be that must be quite a performance so um yeah. is it similar to religion i would say in many ways yes cuz People like to have their, their gurus and the person they want to follow. But, you know, same there. Like, if people want to believe in a religion, they can. If they not want to, they shouldn't. So I don't think it, it changes that much at the end of the day. But I kind of like your Terminator analogy there. Um, who knows? Maybe it is a good AI coming out from the future.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be back. But <laughs> as you, as you was- said,
0: Joel, go on.
1: Go on. Uh, Bitcoin just didn't arrive overnight. There was a long history of cryptography uh, that led to that moment. Uh, lots of failed attempts and f- failed projects um, from different cyberpunk groups and things like that. So, you know, there was a whole history, um, a fascinating history um, around cryptography. Um, so it, it, it just didn't, like Bitcoin just didn't suddenly appear out of nowhere and it was perfect first time. Mm. Um, there, there are plenty of failed attempts really at, at, at trying to create something as pure and apolitical as as bitcoin is so i was going to say joel when you mentioned about all the elements that come together with
0: bitcoin mm-hmm. um we've seen the memes of uh people trying to describe an elephant but only looking at one section the, mm-hmm. the 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 trunk the tusk the ears the tail you can't describe bitcoin as just one thing and once you would I say literally go down the rabbit hole and you deep deep dive there's so much that you can, you can learn from Bitcoin about the world around you and mm-hmm. going back to when I did my deep dive, understanding it, it was the money, the money had to be fixed. So yes. when I was doing my, my health and wellness, I was trying to help people, but now i come to understand, we need to fix the money first. Yes. You, you can help people to, to a certain extent, but going through the network marketing model, people were doing it um, to try and do it as a business model. Mm-hmm. to get away from their date for their current lives well why was that because they felt they were on, on in the rat race well why are they in the rat mm-hmm. race because the most the money was wrong the money's corrupt Um, uh, people couldn't follow their passions their dreams because they leave school they get a job or they go through um this ed- education system and they find themselves in a career and 10 15 years down the line they look back and think where's the time gone but yeah. no one has time to stop and think actually um i want to follow that this passion and I was listening to a podcast today daniel prince once bitten with i can't remember the names they've made a board game um and they were talking about the wright brothers how the wright brothers Mm -hmm. invented the plane in their spare time (laughs) because they had the finance to do it because their money was sound whereas that wouldn't happen now (laughs)
2: Yeah, and I've, yeah, you know, it's a bit of a bad rep these days with Apple basically banning the Lightning Network in a lot of states, <laughs> right. but um, I sort of take stuff back. If you really want to see true change in the world, there's a great quote by Steve Jobs called, it's up to the crazy ones who actually think they can do it. And I mean, whether you're in your social circles, family, even at times in like Bitcoin meetups, we all are the crazy ones at the end of the day. <laughs> um. And if that means that that craziness or that let's call it out of the box thinking in a lot of sense adds to a benefit in like 50 to maybe a hundred years, I'm all down for that. Like we, especially in the West, I think don't need Bitcoin as much as other people around the world do. And if by just, you know, stacking, spending my sets, big um, belief in my um, world that you need to spend them to have them in circulation and get more people on board. Um, mm. If that just adds one more person that goes down the rabbit hole, I'm happy. And this is also sort of what we've been doing with the podcast. If, if people hear what just these random folks on the internet have to say, um,
1: yeah.
2: you know, that, that's the idea behind stuff and seeing that there yeah. are actually stories and, and events happening that lead to, to people discovering Bitcoin. But I think one thing is for certain, if you don't fall down a weird side alley, like the BSV or the Ethereum side alley or whatever, um, I think you'll never stop um, discovering new things in the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Yeah, And um, yeah, that's the beauty of it all. If you, if you go down once, you're, you're sort of stuck forever <laughs> and you just keep falling.
0: You say the crazy ones. Look, What are the crazy ones doing? The crazy ones are finding how Bitcoin fits into their, mm-hmm. their hobbies or their passions, creating something, putting it out in the universe just to say, as you say, help that one person but they're capturing more of a community and then mm. what will happen other bitcoiners pick up on it and share it with their community and all of a sudden as you've got this again a network effect worldwide people know what other people are doing i'm talking artists filmmakers mm-hmm. musicians mm-hmm. all these people that have a craft have a passion and see it come to fruition and, and it's not just their local area that they're, they're trying to influence or or market to it's it's an international community and you said that yeah. now now we can transact on a level that We've never been able to do before without mm. intermediaries, third parties. It's it is incredible. It was mind blowing and again coming out of the echo chamber, speaking to people's like, yeah, I don't really get it. Like
1: just peek <laughs> yeah. in,
0: have have a look. Come on. <laughs>
1: yeah. For me, for me, the true value of Bitcoin is is the community that I've I've come to 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 discover. Um and, and the things that I've now learned and understand. Um things that I wouldn't have never would have understood if it wasn't for bitcoin um and the people in the communities i've met throughout the entire world it's, it's mad like you know i've got friends now um all over the place um that i've you know would never have the opportunity of meeting before if i was stuck in the the fiat machine uh, on the on, you know on the uh hamster's wheel um so for me that the magic of bitcoin is is the community that it, it creates and if it ever did go to zero for whatever reason um, for me that ultimately doesn't matter because what I've done is actually discovered myself um I've discovered the truth and um I've discovered um yeah many friends along the way so that's 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 the essence of Bitcoin for me Richard Have you so, uh, into silence now yeah yeah
0: definitely <laughs> <laughs> so this is the deep stuff so if the listeners are still on board <laughs> another another question so at the moment in the news um about all the fud going away about andrew tate being satoshi with over 21 million bitcoin we have (laughs) the etf that blackrock are supposedly putting through amidst all of the stuff that's going on with ftx recently and all the all the other exchanges so these podcasts we're doing these conversations we're having i see them as a testament in time that we can share with people now Mm -hmm. in the near future but also four years time eight years time way into the future. What I want to capture now, though, is the, is friends and family, I call them pre-corners rather than no-corners, and saying to them, instead of gripping them and shaking them, saying, listen to this, because these people that I've met or I've spoken to from around the world, all different walks of life, have come to understand something. But now we're seeing the bigger boys come into play. Mm. But we want you to get in before the bigger boys because we understand what it means for the world as a whole. And the bigger boys have already messed it up. So they're going to try and mess up again. So let's onboard you before they come in. And so the BlackRock stuff, people have their opinions in the spaces. is a good thing. Is a bad thing. You can Mm -hmm. argue nothing is bad for Bitcoin. Everything is good for Bitcoin. It's it's showing awareness Mm -hmm. now. It's it's in the news. It's in the media. Um, But Mm -hmm. what I'm worried is, is that not enough people that I care about are going to understand the opportunity that they may miss. And again, I may be wrong, but I don't believe I am because of what I've read, what I've listened to, what I've understood. And we talk about bad actors and good actors. I'm going to use one example, Michael Saylor. Mm -hmm. He's a good actor until he does something that we think is not good for the space. But I say to people, okay, someone who is way smarter than me with way more intelligence, way, way, way more money is all in on this. Again, I can't dismiss the internet. Who am I to say he's wrong? (laughs) Because in this space in this echo chamber what he said to me makes sense and i've done my own research and yeah and i can't i can't see that is wrong so (laughs)
2: and you don't have to and that's the beauty and i think that's missing in in my work as a former journalist especially everyone thinks they have the world figured out and it's just Mm. at the end of the day you don't because there's so much stuff going on like gosh no five years ago we have thought that the government is basically going to lock us in our homes and tell us like when to go out or when not definitely not like you would never have expected this in like the western world but guess what it did happen and it doesn't mean that will never happen again so i think through all of these experiences you're always taking some positives out of it and even with like sailor is a great example i'm not a huge fan of sailor for some reasons like like you know um, the whole um, sort of the, the, the simping and like the whole you know he's like I'll save it now he has the most bitcoin and I'm kind of worried that he has so much but I've seen a talk with him in Prague a presentation he did and he had very good very valued points where I could go hey I can grab those 60 seconds I can create a video I can create a clip I can send it to friends who may be into like publicly traded companies work in the fiat world and they get what he's saying because he speaks their language and I think as a special especially as a Bitcoin community for the 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 size of that we are like for us we're huge but in comparison to what like I mean just BlackRock as an example is basically managing under under their company belt. Bitcoin is peanuts compared to that right so <laughs> um I think the more stuff you have like this and the more real life examples whether that be people, companies, um nation states, I think it's all positive. Yes, we will have some hiccups either way. You'll always have. But, you know, guess what? These hiccups worked in the past as well. And Bitcoin became stronger. So um, I think we should worry less at times and really try and take positives out, leave all the rest behind. And it's like you said, Coach, just take it and orange build the ones closest to you. Because the only thing we essentially run out of is, is money to buy more sets. So um, <laughs> unless you win the lottery or whatever, or you find, I don't know, a few gold bars in the back of your garden, um, it's probably best to, to move fast and um, give people on board, show them the proper ways of doing it. And then I would say, leave them their merry way and let them find their own version of the rabbit hole.
0: Talking about winning the lottery um those listening uh if you're listening on the rabbit hole stories there's a football competition that they've just hosted in the states called tst the soccer tournament it's normally they have basketball tournaments but they just hosted the first soccer one they invited a few teams for the uk but the prize is a million pounds or million dollars so i'm pushing to get to get a bitcoin borders team out there next year with the proof of work to win it but with the premises when We win that million dollars, we convert to instantly to Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, and, so, if, and
2: if that's like the UK, mission, and if a UK based team would win, we could sort of shove it up, um, and tell them that it's basically called football and not soccer, yeah, as well. yeah, the, just to the, like the yeah, TF- the re- right. rename
0: it the TFT, not the TST. But, um, exactly, yeah, <laughs> with, with, with that, um, a few years ago, if, if someone had said, Oh, there's this is tournament, I would have no way or couldn't even imagine how I could get there, but. With Bitcoin and Bitcoin borders and understanding the community, I think this is more than a possibility. I've reached out to so mm. many people, and again, it's a snowball effect. Once you get it rolling,
1: mm.
0: the people that run TST can't ignore what we're doing. So they've seen our proof of work for the competitions that we've been in already. They've seen the community responding to, to my to my posts. Um, so I'm just going to push it out there because on their case all the time, every time they tweet something, I'm in the DMs. I'm in the inf. You know, I'm in their Twitter thread saying Bitcoin ballers are going to win. I've put a statement out there. I've, I've said Bitcoin ballers will win TST 2024. And I've put a Satoshi quote. If enough people believe it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy.
2: <laughs> that's it. That's it. So any any Mate, good yes. footballers out there, they need to apply for the team then. there. There are, there, are <laughs> many, there
0: are many Bitcoiners and footballers. And I think it's because they see, and it's not just footballers, sorry, athletes. Athletes understand Bitcoin, I think. More easily because they understand mm. their proof of work. They understand the mm. fud, fight the fud, their self-belief. They see the mm. the correlations between
1: the two. Mate, that's that's awesome. I mean, um, of course you're gonna you're gonna smash it. You're gonna win it. You're gonna bring that million pound that million pounds of shit money and convert it into something <laughs> magical. Um, yeah. And I can't wait for the day that that happens. So yeah, absolutely <laughs> good luck. So yeah, look out for that. So
0: also with that, so we entered the tournament. We don't do very well. We don't win it. It's awareness. You have Absolutely, the Bitcoin yeah. logo out there. Bitcoin is talking about it. People asking, them, "What is what is Bitcoin? Who are, who are these people? Why are they so passionate? Why are they so crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and why why are they all so different? People all mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. walks of life. Understand something, but there must be something in it. So there are going to be so many orange pill moments. So that's nice. that, that's
1: my mission. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And yeah, you're right. Whether or not you, you win it and come home with that, that trophy and the million pounds, you're putting the signal out there and you're, you're putting Bitcoin's name there um, out there for people to sort of, you know, spark that curiosity in people's minds. And I think that's what we're trying to achieve over at Rabbit Hole Stories as well. We mm. we want to speak to, um you know, pleb to pleb um and just sort of like connect on a human level. Uh, yes, we want to know people's Bitcoin rabbit hole story because... We think that you know that's that's where the heart is behind behind their discovery and and how um, they not only not only how they discovered it but why they stayed. What was it? What was the incentive for them to stay in the space and now contribute in their own way into the space? And I think it's important to get those messages and stories out there for because you know stories resonate with people, and um, I hope I hope that you know all the different podcasts that are out there. Um, all the uh, good articles that are being written and and all the conferences that have been put together, everyone seems to be doing their own proof of work in some way and trying their best to sort of represent Bitcoin in their own special way. So well done for you doing that with with your football team. And uh, yeah, you're gonna smash it. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. So
0: um or well, the so, so as it's a dual recording or dual episode, I'm going to ask you guys a question that I ask everyone that I have on my podcast. Mm-hmm. If you have a time machine, and you go back to your, go back to the school gates when you left school at say 16. What one bit of advice would you give yourself?
1: Joao, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you under the bus so I've got chance <laughs> to think.
2: That's a very good question. Um don't think, just do. I think at the end of the day, that was um one of the first things my um my first boss taught me. Um yeah, we get so lost in headspace often at times. Even even I like I I have to read so much stuff on a daily and just overthink stuff. Um, but yeah, if you're 16, still think that the world is is, is somehow fair, whatever. <laughs> think just don't <laughs> think just do. That's probably the best thing. You, you'll you'll there's mess a, some that, stuff up anyway, so like doesn't matter. There's a name
0: go. for that, isn't there? Analysis paralysis. That's what I yeah, used exactly to say. That's <laughs> good. I like that. Thank you, Joelle and Ian.
1: Uh, for me, it would be um I might have to explain it further but for me it would be um what do you want I would ask myself that question rather than looking outward at what other people would be expected of me to mm. do you know mm. what 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 what's my own path rather than the path that was laid out in front of me to walk on um so yeah what do you want to do is what I'd ask myself wicked great bits of uh
0: advice there that People listening now can ask ask themselves the question now. So you haven't got to go at a time machine. Ask yourself now, what do you want? And also, don't think, just do.
1: That's a good ending. <laughs> that is good ending.
0: Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed having this conversation. My wife's popped her head around the door a couple of times. I like, I said I need to be 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We my, always
1: my, do. My, my wife is circling around outside, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to have to say my apologies for overrunning. But hey, let's just... You know, I, I'm getting married. I'm getting married on Friday, so I've got oh, a whole load of family, I've got a whole load <laughs> of family downstairs. I've got people that have arrived from all over the world, so um, I've got a full house. So they're probably downstairs <laughs> drinking some wine and uh, having a party right. without me. So I'm going to go I down and join them. Appreciate you making the time,
0: mate. <laughs> Even Any more special. time,
1: <laughs> but all, all the time in the world for Bitcoin. As much to <laughs> my my wife's um, disappointment at times, but hey. have, have you put that on
0: the uh, on the gift list? Bitcoin, I have, uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> I just sent you a Sats gift card for your wedding. <laughs> yeah, do
0: that.
1: <laughs> oh, Brilliant. coach has been awesome. Thank you, and um, we will touch base soon. And uh, yeah, take care out of there,
0: wicked guys. And uh, good luck, you. good luck
1: with your with, with your um, football, and bring that million pounds home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's many more things to do before there, but hopefully, I'm going to catch up with you guys in Amsterdam if you're going to be there.
1: Maybe. Uh, um, yeah maybe maybe that's it yeah, yeah that's a maybe for sure um i went last year it was a, it was a good time so i'm hoping to make yeah. it out again that's so true. yeah hopefully we'll see you we
0: didn't we didn't cross paths unfortunately but i was there too No, no oh yeah. really
1: no yeah quite, this time we'll few, make sure
2: quite a few uk bitcoiners were there but we somehow missed yeah. we messed it up meeting yeah. everyone we'll need to organize this better this time
0: yeah we've got the orange fill <laughs> out yeah, it, there wasn't, ready, it go. wasn't ready in time was it That we have that, no, no that that's true. Okay, thanks again, guys. See you soon.
1: Take care. Bye. Bye. I know, I
0: know, I know. Another Bitcoin episode. I only share with you all because I care. I hope by speaking with others and hearing their stories, it sheds more light on what Bitcoin is, how it changes you, and how it can help humanity. For me and many, many others, it's not about the price. It's about the money. When you realize the difference, that's when Bitcoin begins to make sense. Anyway, Check out the show notes for all of Ian and Joel's links and get in contact with them if you'd like to know more about Rabbit Hole stories or anything else that you've heard in this episode. My final gift to you, you know the drill. Go follow my Linktree account, gain access to discount and referral codes for a wide range of products, then feel free to thank me later. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow the Instagram page, visit my website, coachcarbon.life and share with friends and family. And finally, remember, variety is the spice of life.